Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And today's topic is a bit of an odd one that is definitely a deep dive and probably ought to be considered sooner than later because if not considered sooner than later, it can't even really be considered. The Futures Contract is baseball terminology for we're hiding you. We're hiding you. For instance, let's say a team drafts a college pitcher who's coming off of Tommy John surgery, and he's not going to pitch. He's drafted in July. He's going to be signed in July or early August, but he's not going to pitch until February. He's just, you know... He's not going to pitch till February. Might be doing a little bit of training. Might be uh, might be doing some tosses, um, in regards to the training. But he's not going to pitch in a game in August. He's not going to pitch in a game in August. There's just he won't. <laughs> possibly in a you know training session. Uh, possibly you might have a high school pitcher who's arm at the end of the season, hey, my arm is tired. I'm perfectly willing to do some side work and all that kind of stuff, but I think I probably pitched about as much as I ought to for this year. It just seems like it's a little bit tired. Totally understandable. Perhaps you'll have a college pitcher who pitches... 100, 110, 120 innings in his college season. There's no reason for him to pitch. He's about done. He's about done for the entire year. So what ends up happening is nowadays teams are allowed to sign 12 draft picks per season to a futures contract. What that means is they will not pitch in a game this season. They can practice, they can do all the training stuff, they can do all the running. They can even pitch against players in the organization in scrimmages. But they just can't pitch in a game. They can't pitch in a game in July, they can't pitch in a game in August, they can't pitch in a game in September. The upside of signing a player to a futures contract is... He doesn't count against the 180-player limit. I've talked about the 100-player 80 limit, 180-player limit. I don't like it. I don't like it, but it exists. Owners don't want to end up paying a whole bunch of players to be in their organization, making their organization better. The owners have decided to limit things to 180 players, and anything beyond that a team would have to release someone else. You can have 180 players stateside, 35 or 70 internationally, depending upon if you have one team or two. The Cubs have two, so they can have 35 on one team and 35 on the other, or I guess 33 on one and 37 on the other. I was just counting today. They have 31 on one of their teams and 33 on another team. So... If the Cubs are working on a trade with a team this July, and you know they're well, okay. How about this? Nah, how about I? We'd really like. How about this? 
we'll send you a guy from the Dominican League. Fine, cool. Then they'll get the extra player and everything's peachy. The Cubs actually have a couple of spots open on both of their teams. So that wouldn't be a problem. But the futures contract limits the player to be to working only in practice, but since he's only working in practice, he doesn't count against the 180 player limit. I don't know what the Cubs are at right now, but since they're going to be drafting players, if they draft them to a current contract and they and send them off to start playing. For instance, Christian Franklin, fourth round draft pick, center fielder out of Arkansas. If he were to be draft, if he were to be signed, let's say this Monday. Fair call? You know, I, I don't know that, that would happen, but let's just say he's signed this Monday. What they would probably end up doing is sending him to Arizona for a couple of days to, uh, well, he'd probably already be out in Arizona, maybe in Chicago, getting his physical done, which also includes peeing in a cup. But uh, with Christian Franklin, he's an outfielder. He's a center fielder. They want to get him as many at-bats as possible within, re within being reasonable. So sending Franklin to... Myrtle Beach. They might even decide to send them straight to South Bend. I don't know if they would do that. It, it's uh, however they're going to do it. They're going to be um, there's going to be there's going to be repercussions. You know, whenever someone gets signed, if the team is near the 180 limit, if Christian Franklin, when Christian Franklin is signed, when Liam Spence is signed, when Parker Shavers is signed, when Casey Opitz is signed, when these guys are signed, it could be someone else has to get released. Sorry, you have to leave now. The rules are we're only allowed to have 180 players. We'd like to have 240, but we're only allowed 180, so you have to leave. Kind of sucks, but that's kind of how it goes. However, if the Cubs decide to sign a player to a futures contract, he doesn't count against the limit, the 180-player limit. Which 12 should the Cubs sign to futures contracts? Because realistically, they can do pretty much anything. They just can't pitch in a game. Jordan Wicks pitched in the Big 12 for Kansas State, pitched quite well, pitched 92 innings, 92 and a third maybe it was. Does he need to have more innings pitched this season? That's right about at that cutting point. That's right about at the cutting point. And with Wicks, I could see it either way. He could get a start or two for Mesa, bebop up to Myrtle Beach, get a couple of three, four-inning starts for them, maybe get a start in South Bend if it goes well for him in Myrtle Beach, and then pull the plug. They could do it that way. 
Or they could just say, forget it. You you don't have to do anything as far as pitching in games. We're, we're going to have you, you know, do the other stuff, do the lifting, do the pitching against players in batting practice. That's going to be all you need to do. For Jordan Wicks, that might be enough. They might have him pitch in games. They might not. Wicks, oh, I'd throw that. I'd throw that 50-50, probably 60-40, but uh, I don't know which way to put the 60. Um, James Trianto, second rounder, high school, Virginia, third baseman. Get him at bats. Get him at bats in games. Get him fielding plays in games. Get him pushed into situations where he um, start, a pitcher is throwing pickoff throws at him and, you know, all that kind of stuff. James Triantos should be playing in games. Drew Gray, high school left-handed pitcher out of IMG Academy in Florida. This kid does not have to pitch this year. There is no necessary reason to have Drew Gray pitching in a game this year. He can do everything he has to do in the background. Drew Gray should be signed to a futures contract since the Cubs are allowed 12. Christian Franklin, get him to a ball game, get him playing. Liam Spence, get him to a ball game, get him playing. Riley Martin, left-handed pitcher out of Quincy University in Illinois. Hmm. I think I'd probably future contract him. I think I would probably future contract him. Uh, he'd benefit from playing in games. Don't get me wrong. He'd benefit from it. But if you're only allowed 180 players, you're only allowed to give out 12 futures contracts, might as well use one of them on Riley Martin. Uh, again, he can do pretty much everything he needs to do. If absolute, if they absolutely need him to do in-game pickoff throws or in-game um, mixing up his slider and his curveball and his fastball, y you can do that at the backfields. You can find some place to do that. Parker Shaver, Chavers, Casey Opitz, get them two games right away. Chase Watkins, left-handed pitcher from Oregon State. He pitched 31 innings. In the college season, get Chase Watkins to Myrtle Beach so that maybe you can get him to South Bend as well. Just talk about using him as a starter at some point. I don't think I would do that now. I'd just send him to which I, maybe a game or two in Mesa sometime in Myrtle Beach, maybe sometime in South Bend. Um particularly if he's doing fairly well. Uh, I don't think there's a need to give him a futures contract. Get him playing, get him pitching, get him, get him improving in games. Parker Matt, outfielder DH from Duke, get him into games. Gage Zeal, sounds like he's not going to sign. Teo Banks, sounds like he's not going to sign, so uh, they don't get futures contracts. Arian Rodriguez, 13th rounder, he signed a contract. He's from Georgia Premier Academy. His college commitment was Northwest Florida State. Oh, that just is completely a futures contract. Yeah, it'd be nice to get him into games, but I'd rather have him not count against any list, bring in somebody else, get them pitching, get them playing, get them doing whatever, and... 
Arian Rodriguez, he can pitch in side scrimmage. That's all he needs to do. Um, Frankie Scalzo Jr. Awesome name. Um, closer at Grand Canyon. Get him pitching. Get him pitching. Get him in games, preferably really quickly, because he could... With a guy like Chase Watkins or a guy like Frankie Scalzo Jr., they could be to South Bend by the end of the season. If you have a relief pitcher who he's already gotten to South Bend, that means all he's got to do is master South Bend, master Tennessee, master Iowa, and he's already ready for the major leagues. That's not to say that it's easy to do. It's not to say that any of those steps are easy to do. They're relievers. Get them two games. Get them pitching in games. Their arms aren't that worn out. Frankie Scalzo Jr. pitched in 25 and two-thirds innings. Chase Watkins pitched in 31. I think they have a couple of MPHs left in their arm this year. B.J. Murray, third baseman out of Florida Atlantic. Get him two games. Get him playing in games somewhere. I don't really care where. Zachary Lee, right-handed pitcher from Texas State. 87 and two-thirds innings this season. Futures contract! He doesn't need to pitch anything this season. If it weren't a situation where um, there were a 180-man limit, then I would definitely be interested in Zachary Lee getting to pitch a game or two or three in Mesa or in Myrtle Beach or wherever. But um, since there's the limit, Shut him down. Shut him down as far as pitching in games, at least. He, he He's not going to necessarily get that much of a push from it. And his arms weren't out anyway. You know, 87 innings is a lot, especially when you didn't pitch much the season before. The last four players, Christian Olivo, shortstop from Christian Leadership Academy, Dominic Hambly, Right-handed pitcher from Belmont Secondary School in British Columbia. Daniel Abisha, right-handed pitcher from Alhambra, Arizona. And Wilson Cunningham, left-handed pitcher from Jay Sarah in California. Um, either or. I think I'd probably lean toward the pitchers getting a futures contract because I don't really think a high school kid needs to be pitching in competitive games in his first fractional year. Yeah, they'd benefit from it, but other players would benefit from it more, and you're only allowed 180. As far as Christian Olivo, if he signs, eh, get him playing. Get him playing. Um, I, I don't have 12. I don't have 12 guys that are going to get futures contracts. Probably about, what, six or eight, did it sound like? Um, but the... Taking advantage of the futures contract allows the Cubs to have added players in the pipeline, added players developing, added players getting better. And that would seem to be the optimal goal of a pipeline, having as many players as possible getting better at the time. So yeah, some of those guys put them on futures contracts and save the roster spot. Because the roster spot is a large part of what's going on now. It's sad, but it's true. Thanks for stopping by. Be nice to people. Be safe. And have a nice day.